Hey everybody, you're about to listen to part three of Sense and Sensibility. If you haven't listened to part one and part two, stop what you're doing and check out the previous episodes. Otherwise, you'll be lost. Thanks again for tuning in. Now, on with the show. Congratulations, you found us. I'm Kate. And I'm Amelia. And we're discussing that book you should have read. You said you read. But you didn't read. We're going to give you a reason to join a book club you can snack behind. And to lubricate the experience, we're going to pair it with a special drink. Welcome to our party. You can be in your PJs. No judging. Welcome to Bottle Classics. At last, a place to slightly care. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start volume three. So this is where volume three would pick up. Now we're at chapter 37. Mm-hmm. Chapter 37. Yeah. And guess what secret gets spilled? By whom? That Jeez. older sister of Lucy ruins it for everybody. And I don't get it because I get why she wants to just because she wants to say everything all the time. I get that. But if you guys literally are surviving on room and board, Mm -hmm. maybe don't tell her while you guys are actually staying there. Mm -hmm. Because what does happen is Fanny freaks out. Fanny does exactly what you think would happen. Totally real. Like she like starts like ripping at her hair. Blah, blah, blah. Like so mad, kicking them out. You get out of my house. You get out of my house. And actually the brother, John. John. Everyone's yeah. John. John's a little more calm and well, the he, matter. He, and... I don't think he loves it, but no. he's at least like, let's let them pack first. <laughs> let's not have their stuff here. Yeah. Thank gosh, because they can't go to Holiday Inn or anything. So I'm like already thinking like, yeah, they haven't called anybody. Like the girls have nowhere to they go. They literally were just having a life day. They got to pack all their bags super fast, which I'm not thinking was easy back then. They yeah. had trunks and stuff. Uh-huh. And it now whose like, carriage are you using to get your stuff out? They were set to stay for like at least two yeah, weeks. Yeah. I mean, you know? these girls haven't gone home in months. So <laughs> who knows how much stuff they have. Yeah. Let's see. So, yeah, she kicks them out. And then we find this all out by Miss Jennings because mm-hmm. she comes m- she because comes it's over. the doctor. So the yeah. doctor Donovan, he actually went to go check on Fanny because I'm sure like this is emotionally drained her. Right. So she needs a little some something uh-huh. to get out. But he was also the same doctor that was treating Charlotte and the baby because I think the baby had some sort of rash or something. I, I'm couldn't read between the lines it sounded like cradle cap maybe they thought Could it was be, something yeah. else yeah and well, she's so, like an overprotective mother so of course well, she calls for the doctor there's so at every much moment. that goes wrong in the first months <laughs> of having a baby that seriously any rash you're like you oh my gosh what, what is, is this with my and honestly back then it's not like they had google where they could yeah. have been like excuse me yeah what kind of soap you're just do I like to use yeah here? you're just you know trusting that yeah. the doctor's like oh that's nothing and the doctor comes and about. he's like it's fine but, but let me tell you about what happened find out yeah and miss jennings is such a great lady she's got to get the dish i know she's so good she she really is and so she and comes rushing over. Have you heard the news? She really is good, though. Like she's she she she's, might be meddling, but she she looks out for her people. Heart. Yeah, she's she got doesn't, such a kind heart. She knows she's going to open up her doors to the steals. And even though Willoughby yeah. still has money and he's mm-hmm. a scoundrel, whatever, she's like anti Willoughby. She's like, I'm boycotting this. Yeah, like I am not going to receive him in my home. Yeah, 
you know that's really nice because these she's girls are basically great, just people she's she's a wonderful hostess so like really truly. i love miss jennings but I then it becomes clear and at this point this is when miss jennings goes eleanor you will not believe it the same mr f that i used to tease you about he has been engaged to lucy Steele this five years you know and then but here's the thing edward has not abandoned her and then of course in miss jennings mind she's like this is such a man of strong character like even when he's been found out he has still stayed by her side like it's just uh and eleanor's like shut up i know and poor eleanor yeah i think this is when she tells marianne too she does she's like yeah. let me tell you and marianne immediately is like Shit. oh yeah because marianne she's been such a drama queen oh, she, has. she puts things into perspective and, and goes how could you have not told me? How long? Me? And Eleanor was like, four months. And she's like, four months! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know what? I think this is such a great chapter because you never, I know the stupid phrase, you never know what someone else is going through in their life. And mm -hmm. you really don't. And yeah. some people, there are Marianne's and Eleanor's. Some yeah. people will. Some people will internally, internally hold yeah. their problems and some people will yeah. externally. And I mean, it's just, that's we all how do we all. have problems and we yeah. all have things, but it's just. It's so funny that even despite that, Eleanor just loved her sister so much that yeah. she was like, and not in a rude way, but like, Marianne can't handle this. Yeah. Marianne is not strong to enough keep, to deal with this. And she, and yeah. And she's and not. And there's nothing wrong with not. being, you got to know your strengths. she's that point because Marianne, of course, starved herself. She's like a little. goes back into another like form of depression. <sighs> and Marianne almost gets mad at her. Like, why couldn't you have told me, you know, I could have shared. It's your, all about Marianne. I could have shared I your. fixed it. I could have shared your burden. Yeah. And it's like, no, you couldn't have. You can't even eat. Like, yeah, you, just you calm have down. been taking care of yourself. So, yeah, um, you know, and so but they have this sweet, tender sister moment where they come to understand that they both have broken hearts that they've been nursing. I think Marianne at least shows a little bit like, okay, I just need to buck up here. Like yeah. I think she's still super depressed, she but get, she realizes like, she starts to understand it's it's yeah, fine. Yeah, you know, people have to. The the thing is with me and why I like Eleanor. More team Eleanor than team Marianne. Yeah. I think things happen and we can't necessarily control how we react. I mean, mm -hmm. we just don't know how it affects us until it does. Mm -hmm. But life still has to go on. Somebody still has to pick up the torch and keep walking. Mm -hmm. I think we should all just be picking up the torch together. Like, just pick up your own, like, so I don't have to pick yours up kind of right. thing. And I think it's nice that Marianne is, she can't change overnight, but she's starting to realize, like, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna try and be better. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a little less on your load. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think she succeeds all the time, but yeah. she she's trying, and that's she's the trying. first step. She's trying. And then of course, Mr. Dashwood or the brother comes mm -hmm. and tells you know poor Fanny all this stuff was gotten yeah. bamboozled. That yeah. wicked witch of a person. How dare she be so manipulative? Which she has been. And we find this would out be that Steel. Ed's been kicked out. Poor Edward mm -hmm. loses his inheritance and he's basically been disowned and it's decided that it will all go to the younger brother, Robert. And he should have gotten a job anyway. This is his own so fault, now, everyone. So now Edward's like, okay, well, what do I do if I go? Well, because he chose to stay with Lucy. I think he, he was approached he by was, the mother. He was honorable. He said he would not deny Lucy because he is a man of honor and he made this promise. He should have just though, told her a year ago. But like, listen. Well, and Lucy, remember how Lucy was like, I couldn't let him go of my Well, that was a girl trap. Yeah, that was a girl trap that she was doing. But still, clearly we come to find that Lucy's 
probably i i don't know like at that point if you're you're really not in love with somebody if you're like wishy-washy about it i think even if I it is a girl just, trapped but she just saw this really great opportunity it is hoping. a great opportunity for but her i think for edward like i get the british politeness mm-hmm. and they all just don't want to offend anybody in this time period mm-hmm. but i feel like he should have just been and they both and they i don't know he should have just made it clear. Now he has to stay by her because now it's too late. Like, but he should have made this right a year ago or yeah. even two years ago. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. I understand Edward's position. And Jennings wants to invite Ed to stay over because right. she's like, oh, poor Edward. And now then, we have to help Edward. Just yikes, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then that was chapter 37. That's the mm. beginning of volume three. Okay. Chapter 38. So Miss Jennings is still kind of nice to Edward. I mean, she has no reason not to be. Like, they didn't tell her about the whole thing. And now Willoughby's back in town from the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Marianne's like, I'm not leaving this house. You guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this was my favorite. So this day is like 70 degrees. It's gorgeous outside. Yeah. And in England, they legit, when it is nice out, mm-hmm. it's a few and far between. They're, they go crazy. Like, they're, we have to go outside. The sun's out. You know, because like I said before, you know, it's mostly just like this. It's like gray um, and gray bright. Day. Yeah. And then there's a drizzle and then there might be rain, mm-hmm. but it's not like here where we're used to blue skies. So they're like, well, we're going to go to Kensington Gardens and mm-hmm. like go, ch- you know, walk go around. Walk, yeah. So, you know, they're excited. They have a little outing. Mm-hmm. But of course, Miss Steele is there. So mm-hmm. not Lucy. Eh. Of course, Miss Jennings saw a friend, so she already had to go and say hello. And I just love how she goes to um, Eleanor. She's like, get all the dish from her. <laughs> I know. You get it all, darling. Yeah. Or something you, like you that. I want to hear it But all. that's true. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure some people would be like, oh, that's, she's so cross. I'm like, no, you got to get that dish. Like, we got to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. She has to go walk with Miss Steele, and it's, like, mm-hmm. super awkward. Mm-hmm. But I think Miss Steele just naturally, like, discloses. Like, it's right. not like Eleanor was going to be prying anyway. No, yeah. But, oh, and she oh. wants to give her the letter. What letter? There's a letter. It's from Lucy to Mrs. Jennings. Please, you know. Oh, I hope right. Mrs. Jennings will forgive me. Well, because they're trying to see if right. every if they're all mad at them. Right. Because yeah, they need to know who's their allies at this point. That's exactly what happens. And let me see. They're, you know, they're sweating it. And then she was telling Eleanor, like, the dish. Like, she was like, so Edward came to visit us. Mm-hmm. And, and apparently well, they, they were going back and forth. Yeah. And Edward even said, you know, if you want to you know end this engagement i totally understand like in his mm-hmm. british way was trying to be like please just let me end this yeah. and of course lucy was like i could never betray you now blah 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 mm-hmm. and all this stuff and eleanor's like how do you know all this like why mm-hmm. were you like in the room he was like oh no i was listening at the door, door. Yeah, i mean who knows how that conversation really went because yeah. i'm sure her sister also was making it sound better than it was. Yeah. Edward gets a plan in place where he's going to go off to the school. Is that correct? Yeah. And so he can finish becoming a... Um, Here's the thing. Yeah. It's a little too late for me because I'm like, why didn't you figure this out earlier, buddy? Like, you yeah. needed to get a, wor- a job. But the letter that, yeah, he write, she writes to Eleanor, but obviously to show Miss Jennings. Cause, exactly. And we're just so lucky we this have the Lucy sweetest Steele. friends. Yeah, and Miss Jennings is so kind. And a Lady Middleton mm-hmm. with all of her family. Like, you know, she goes through the Again, line. back to the manipulative. She knows. she knows. who she's playing because she needs to see who yeah. her allies are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. 
I hope Mrs. Jennings will and forgive me and she doesn't hate me. If yeah. they have any placement, just let me know because yeah. we're trying to find a placement for Edward. So that way he's going to that Oxford to get ordained and la, yeah. la la. What is Edward doing? Like, yeah. I just want to know because right now everybody's doing everything for Edward. And mm -hmm. I, I don't know why this guy's such a catch. I still don't get it. But well, because he's honorable man. He won't. Who he cares? He's he dumb. Abandon Lucy in her. Like, even that just means know, he's he has bad but, judgment. But here's the thing. Like, I could understand Mrs. Jennings. Here's a man who has forgot his fortune to be with the love of his well, life. And she compares it, it to Wall Willoughby. Yeah. Wallaby. Wallaby. <laughs> Who, who has, you know, treated Marianne poorly. Yeah. So, and of course, Mrs. Jennings has no idea about Eleanor and Edward's attachment. She only teased him about it, but she didn't know that there was the attachment there. Yeah. But here's this man who is going to stand by his woman. You know, from the perspective of an sure. outsider, it does seem very romantic. To me, though. Abandoning his fortune so that he could be with the love of his life. Yeah, It is very His fortune that he did nothing romantic. to earn. And also, he didn't even have a project. Like, they all had, like, little projects. He really didn't have any. I don't think he hunted. Like, I don't think he did anything. So his best attribute <laughs> is that he's too lazy to end an engagement because it'd be awkward. <laughs> oh, okay. Super oh, great. Man. Chapter 39. The Colonel Brandon comes to Eleanor. Mm -hmm. And he says this because he's not really acquainted with Edward. But he is acquainted with the circumstance. And Colonel Brandon, because of his past experiences with the love of his life, knows what it means to be shunned by your family. And so he oh, sure. personally wants to take it upon himself to say, I will help Edward out. But Eleanor, I know what a dear friend he is to you. Would you give him this offer yeah. on my behalf? Yeah. He can be what is it like an orator what what would he be he would be a deacon what is he like a pastor he's a pastor so edward minister? wanted to edward know wanted to go into the there. church anyway and that was his plan and colonel brandon's rectory on his estate the position was opening and so he says which is funny i'm like is he Dying, is he or dying they, is, is he getting relocated? Yeah, yeah getting rid of it. Well, so the position was open on Colonel Brandon's estate, and so he goes. And I think they make know, a lot of money over there. They or enough well, of a they, living. He makes enough of a living that it would be yeah. enough for him to marry Lucy, and that was that was the goal. Yeah, you know. Sure. And of course, they live in this like the house that you know. And Colonel's like the house needs work. But it'll give him something to, you and know, I think live he was going to fix it, too. Like, right. he was yeah. responsible. For yeah. It. So he was going to make it nice for Edward and for Lucy. But he had asked Eleanor to ask on his behalf. And so now Eleanor, you know, knows. A vicar. A vicar. A yeah. Vicar. So Eleanor now is tasked with the awful position of talking to Edward and telling him that all of your dreams have now been answered. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. You get to marry Lucy because Colonel Brandon's going to give you his rectory on his estate. While this lovely conversation is going on, Miss <laughs> Jennings and a lot of people who are watching, because mm -hmm. they're talking intimately, and of course the yeah. reaction Eleanor's doing is like, <gasps> you know, they think that he's proposing to her. Hmm. So that's no. super. Yeah, they think that he's proposing oh, to Oh, oh, that Eleanor. Colonel Brandon, yeah. And oh, the whole time right. because it's like right. this intimate, you know, yeah. conversation. Yeah, and that's not what happened. No, yeah. it's not at all. So chapter 40. 
So Jennings thinks Eleanor's engaged to Colonel Brandon. Colonel Sanders. Colonel, and, <laughs> Colonel Sanders. And um, talks to her in this weird conversation where, like, they're both having this hybrid conversation. Right. But it's not the conversation they're both having. Like, right. She, and then they come to realize, like, what Eleanor is happening. Because Eleanor can't say anything that, you know, she doesn't want to tell her what mm-hmm. Colonel Brandon had told her because technically she hasn't delivered the news. So, she, you know, to be right. fair, she, she wants it's not to, her yeah. news to do it. So Jennings is saying... So I hear somebody's going to be really happy in that neck of the woods and describing the town. Yeah. She's like, yes, that could be very true. And so it's like they're both <laughs> speaking this weird conversation. The roundabout way. But then it comes out. And then Ev comes to visit. And that's when she gets to tell And that's him. when she gets to tell him. Yeah. And you could tell that he was just kind of in the room laying low. Like he didn't mm-hmm. want to say anything. And I'm just like, you already made it to the house. Dude. Could just, you like, just imagine it. like the God smackness of it where it's like. Oh, yeah. All of your prayers have been answered. Yeah. Here's what I don't get, too. He's so grateful. Like, he's he so happy. And I'm just like, yeah, but you're going to marry Lucy. And he, But he's still so grateful about it. Like, he's like, well, all right. Yeah, and then he, he just leaves. to be grateful. Then he just leaves. Well, what else is there to say? Like, he could have said, hey, I'm sorry I led you on, Eleanor. He didn't lead her on. He loves Eleanor. You know he, he led her on because no. he was engaged to another girl, Kate. He couldn't be with her. Like, he knew this this whole time. Yeah. He yeah. had a lock of the other girl's hair on the finger. I Sick. I know. I know. Ugh, what are they getting your food? I know, but he loved Eleanor. They, they knew they loved each other. Like, that's the worst part. They knew they loved each other. I know. No. I'm not a team Edward. Fine. Okay, so then Eleanor and Jennings finally figure out that they're having different conversations <laughs> and they have a really good laugh about it. They do, yeah. And then Je- Jennings calls Colonel Brandon a ninny because he thinks that the patronage won't be enough. Or, oh, oh, right. Be- oh, well, here's the thing. Yeah. So in the previous chapter, Colonel Brandon, I just don't think it's going to be enough for them to live on that, but yeah. okay. And right. then Jennings, this is why I love her. She's so street smart. She's like, they're going to be fine. She's going to make do. Yeah. Lucy's a very resourceful person. Yeah. She can make her own clothes. Like, yeah. it's going to be fine. Yeah. So that's why she calls him a ninny because she's like, well, cause he's, it's not, like he's not used to it, being frugal with money, basically. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, well, and none of those people of great wealth are used to being living on a very frugal, yeah. you know, income. Yeah, like, it's going to be okay. They were going to be fine. Like, yeah. you know, Mrs. Jennings like, well, of course Might he's going to have a life. the house, yeah. you know. It'll be fine. And then you know. Eleanor's kind of bummed. Yeah. Like, we're still bummed here. Yeah, well, Eleanor's heart's broken, and now, uh, you know, there was them. almost like this hope, yeah. and and she does, she she says she's like, there's this hope that it doesn't happen. Oh, if they don't have the money to get married, they can't get married, or yeah, oh, but if he doesn't have a profession, stuck. he's not going to get married. Yeah, but now she knows. Oh, now he's got money. Now he's got a career. He's going to be able to marry Lucy. Nobody's still seeing this. Is is any of the other listeners? So like, worst (laughs) best case, this guy doesn't get the job that someone else was gonna give him, and the money someone else was gonna give him, and the house he someone else was gonna give him, and the girl he felt guilty about still engaged to, but he still was. And let's pretend that all goes away, and now you've got a guy that's single, and that's the guy you want. (laughs) That's the one, the one that can't figure out his own career. I just, I don't know, guys. I don't know. This is not the guy that I'd be like, yeah, still don't get it. I, a best case is still a worst case for me. <laughs> Go find someone else. You're in London. It's going to be okay. Chapter, Chapter 41. I just can't. <laughs> I can't with these women. Oh, man. 
Okay, so Edward obviously is blown away by Colonel Brandon's generosity, yeah. and that's where Chapter 41 starts. So Eleanor, again, has to be the big sister, but she figures that after a week of silence, she's got to go visit her brother yeah. and the you know, family. Of course, the brother has lots of questions about Edward and his life and how he's a part of it, and, you know, mostly... Well, about money. Well, and he, but here's the, John's but, always obsessed with money. But and here's who's the, getting yes, it. Yes, yes, absolutely. But here's what happened. Because Eleanor goes visits the Pharisees, she, I don't want to say spills the beans, but they ask her. They hear that Edward's fortune I mean, has changed. it's going to be information. It's kind of going yeah. around. So they want to hear what has happened. And Eleanor yeah. tells them, well, yes, Colonel Brandon. Now, this is the same Colonel Brandon that John Dashwood thinks Eleanor should marry. He's poked well, at her before about this. Basically, he has money. That it's a good and Jennings match. has money. So I think they're just appalled that people would just help people. Like, it's yeah. just so funny to me. It really is, yeah. He, he just like, doesn't why understand. Would they help this person? Yeah. And they, it also bothers them on many levels that people really like their sisters. Yeah. Like, it really bothers them, and it's so funny to me. I'm just, all right, whatever. <laughs> so now Fanny's kind of up to date with what's going on with Edward that he will be able to marry Lucy on this estate yeah. and that he's not going to be left destitute. And so Robert Ferris and Fanny, of oh, course, Oh, and he's there. Start... Eleanor gets to talk to him at this venture. Right, right. Rob is there. Yeah, he's um, there. And he, he wishes that he just, he could have prevented it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's fine. I know. And then. So British of him. Mrs. Ferris comes in and is kind of slightly like this is mommy ferris this is the mom right yeah she's like a wounded animal mm -hmm. and she and she finds out and she wishes the dash sisters you know were leaving town so soon and all this stuff and then or sorry the dash sisters the dashwood sisters i just had to abbreviate in my notes <laughs> because i just can't write all these words mm -hmm. anymore well she's nicer to eleanor now that she knows that well, eleanor yeah, wasn't like, the whatever. threat yeah I mean, not that she was ever nice, but she's not. Yeah. She doesn't openly attack Eleanor's character because now she understands it was misguided. I'm not, or I'm something. not hating I don't know. the Mama Ferris. I'm yeah. not hating. Or she's, she's protective not, oh, wait, of us. She's not Mama Ferris. She's Mama. No, she is Mama Ferris. Mrs. Ferris. No, because she's Fanny's mom. Mrs. Ferris. Fanny is Fanny Dashwood. Oh my Dashwood. gosh, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. I was getting them confused again. Yeah. These I know names. all the names, so many names. I'm not hating her. It's her money. I mean, I get yeah. it. She's like, these are my kids. I already got the yeah, girls settled. She, yeah, Fanny settled. And got plenty of money. If I were Edward's mom, I'd be this frustrated too. Yeah, to be so, honest. Well, because think this about kid's it. Like, dumb. you're marrying. You're gonna marry. You're gonna throw away your inheritance to marry a girl that has no value to you. I mean, she you raised know, she, him better. She did. She raised him. Well, well her nanny raised him better. Well, remember, but that's Robert fun. got to, was it Robert or, no, Edward got to go to private schooling. Remember? Because Robert's like, uh. I had to go, or Edward got private tutors, whereas Ed, Robert went to schools. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, Robert sure, had a oldest. different, yeah. So Robert had a different growing up experience, and is a little bit more. It did not work. Prim and proper, whereas Edward got to go to the country and have a private tutor. Yeah. So he had that different experience, and that probably isn't a testament to Edward's generosity and kindness versus Robert's pomp and circumstance. Yeah. I don't know if Ed would have done better anywhere. I think he's just a little aloof to me. 
And I think the mom (laughs) is just very like, she's burnt. I mean, she's probably seen this kid do this for a long time. So I I get it. I mean, so yeah. So mommy gives all of her money to Robert. Yeah. Well, technically, she's excommunicated her eldest son from the family. So yeah. Cut him off. He's dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's dead to her. Yep. She's like, I'm cutting off my limb because. I feel like what I would have done if Mm. I were her, Mm. I would not have given him money. Mm. I'd have been like, you're dumb. You deserve this. Well, that's the what mo- she did. But you're still my son, and you come to dinner. Yeah. No, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have like no, she, totally, she cut him off. totally done it. But yeah. I would have made Lucy's life very uncomfortable. I think she plans on doing. Thank that. Thank you so much <laughs> for being a whore. <laughs> <laughs> chapter forty-two. Mm. I think that's with yeah. Chapter forty-one was weird. Yeah. Forty-two. I've got. So they finally go to Cleveland, which is the house that Charlotte, the Palmers, Palmers live in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, can so you imagine traveling London. with a newborn? Yeah, I'm just saying in a carriage. London. And Marianne goes, and Eleanor go goes. Home. Yeah, they go with Colonel Brandon and, and the Palmers. Marianne even says, and I can relate to her in this because I'm going through a move. <laughs> but she says she's sad and happy to leave that yeah. house because entering that home in London, the Jennings home. You know, she was mixed feelings. She kind of knew it was over with Willoughby, but she no, didn't know. No, she didn't know it was over with well, Willoughby. I mean, she a common sense person would know, but she was kind of like anxious. She, came she to had London the anxiety thinking fun. She was going to see Willoughby. And maybe Willoughby just lost his hands and couldn't write anymore or something. And that's why he hasn't written. But you know what I mean? Like, there was a pain, if but he there sees was fun. Me, he'll fall he'll back fa- in love with me. It'll be great. Everything's yeah. going to happen here. And then, you know, she went through so much emotional turmoil. Mm-hmm. I think she's been there for three months or it's something. It's been a long time. It's been yeah. a long time. So she feels like it's kind of ending this chapter because yeah. now it's really over. We're mm-hmm. once leg closer to home. Mm-hmm. And so she's kind of having yeah. a bittersweet moment with that. And then on the other hand, though, I think they're they're both happy to be back in the country. And by mm-hmm. country, we mean just like a state. Right. It's like nice because the houses have these big gardens and I'm just mm-hmm. places to leave you know mm-hmm. in London you're you leave and you're in the city so for yeah. them they loved it and I think Marianne she's more of a nature girl she likes yeah. being with trees yeah. and walking around in her they little heels are. yeah and so she's exploring the property gives her something to do yeah but it has been rainy and so this girl thinks I know I haven't been eating <laughs> or drinking for months so what I should do is go walking around after it's rained or potentially will rain yeah. We haven't learned from our last rain walk that she is not like well <laughs> with walking in rain. Yeah. And she catches a huge, huge cold. cold. Yeah. And then not only does this girl catch a cold, but then she pretends like she's okay for like a night. Mm-hmm. Oh, and no, she's she shivering. won't see the doctor. She won't see she's him. She's like, no, no, no. It's I won't fine. take anything. I'm fine. She's fine. I'm fine. I don't need any medicine, guys. I'm okay. It's just a little sniffle. I just need to go to bed. Yeah. And of course, she just refuses oh, wait, so to that, take the medicine. We, we delved into that. So yeah. before that happens, though, Eleanor. Oh, yeah. So Eleanor still thinks Mr. Palmer's rude, even though I think he's Well, fine. no, she starts to kind of see a little bit of she their dynamic. He's okay, but he still yeah. thinks it's kind of rude. Oh, yeah. Well, Mr. Palmer. Okay. Which just still love him, though. I know. Charlotte Palmer and Mr. Palmer, they have a tenderness. I love them. That is not. I just love them so much. Clearly, they have a relationship behind closed doors that yeah. is very different. They than made a open. kid. Yeah. So, so chapter forty three is when we enter how she was it. She didn't want to see the doctor, mm-hmm. but she's like by a fireplace, like shivering or something, yeah, like while she's everyone's got, r- she's doing cards and stuff. 
and has a fever. And apparently, chapter, chapter 43, 40, she is sick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Chapter she's, 43 starts with, like, she legit is shaking she, at this yeah, point. Yeah. She plays it off, but she's really sick. And then they finally, I think. Call the doctor. Yeah. And it turns out she has a crazy infection that I still don't know what it is. But Mr. and Mrs. Palmer have to leave their own home. Because they have a baby well, and they, they don't want to get infected. Contagious, but she probably is, I think, actually. I think it's she like a legit a fever thing. Or bug. Well, Back, why wouldn't her sister get it then? Well, who cares about a sister? They have the baby. Yeah. No, so, it's like yeah. for the health of the baby, the Palmers have to leave yeah. their own home. That's what really kills me. I'd be like, you leave. You go stay in the and stable. it's not like they don't have like a huge estate house. They could go like to another wing of the I'm house. I'm sure there's like but, a pool house somewhere. <laughs> But they end up leaving, which is fine. And Colonel Brandon is there to assist. And there, she can't even go home. Like that's the thing is right. that she's, she's so too unwell. Sick. Yeah, she's she can't um, travel. And she tries. Eleanor tries to like write to her mom, but again, it's like you it's know snail mail. Like it's gonna take. Before. And so Eleanor's like, you know, would really make it better if my mom could be mm-hmm. here. Marion's not well, so it would be really great if mom. So could before see her that before even happens, passes. you know, Miss Jennings is determined to stay with them anyway because she feels so responsible. Like such mm-hmm. a great. This is when you really love Miss Jennings. Like the mm-hmm. whole time you start liking her. I mean, the, when you first meet her, I think she's a little rough around the edges, but now you really such a kind. You gotta like woman. her a little bit. She could totally have gone with her daughter and mm-hmm. her new grandchild, but she. She's going to make sure everything's okay. Like, she's these, also helping. Well, these are women in her care. Yeah. She and knows she, she was the one that them. took them from her mommy. Yeah. And she was the one that was going to, you know, be their host. And she's like, all right, I got to be here for him. And I thought that was so nice because it's yeah. not it's not a fun time back then. No, especially when somebody's sick. Nobody. I mean, yeah. And especially, could you imagine how scary it is that yeah. now we're talking about she's got so sick that she could pass away? Yeah. And so like, now. This is terrifying. So. Colonel Brandon, meanwhile, has, like, you know, taken the carriage. He's, like, driving real fast to go get the mom. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a while because mm-hmm. it's, like, you know, a carriage. Yeah. And Marianne's starting to get better. We're starting mm-hmm. to get a little excited. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, and Eleanor's just so excited because, you know, this is, like, a lot of action back then. So This like, is a lot of action. Marianne's healthier. We're doing good. Mom is coming soon. I miss my mom. Mm-hmm. Then she hears or sees, like, some sort of carriage action coming. She's like, oh, my gosh, it's them. I'm so excited. Then... It's not. It's, it's not. Willoughby. Willoughby. Willoughby comes to visit. <sighs> <laughs> now, Just chapter 44. This, so I chapter mean, 44. I have to say. This is the longest chapter. Well, let me. That's let what me, I let wrote. Me, okay, longest chapter. Yeah, it's valid, valid, very valid. In the movie adaptation, this chapter is strategically left out. And I think it's fitting that it's left out because this is the moment where I go, this is unreal. Like this was, this would never happen in a million years because Willoughby comes and meets up with Eleanor and goes, I hear Marianne's sick. Please let me see her. And Eleanor's like, no, of course I'm not going to let you see her. And Willoughby goes, I have to tell you my side of the story. And Eleanor's like, okay, tell me your side of the story. And Willoughby goes, I loved your sister. I always loved your sister. But this is the circumstance that made me have to make these decisions. I was never going to be able to marry your sister because they were going to make me marry. Because he had made such horrible decisions in the past. And the lady with Colonel Brandon's. I can't remember her name. The Colonel Brandon's. Colonel uh, Brandon's steward. Eliza. Eliza. Yeah. And what's her face? Miss Smith. Does that his take his keeper person? Whatever the aunt is. Yeah. 
she found out finally yeah, so about it and was like, so all right, you're the, not going to do right yeah. about the first one. There's no way in hell you're going to get to choose your next one. Right. That's basically so, what it was. So the aunt says, all right, you can keep your inheritance, but you have to marry Miss Eliza. You Her. have to do right by this dog, by this girl. And he didn't want to. And he refused yeah. to. He says Which he loved on for Mrs. Smith because she could right. have been like, let's just like bury this far away. Right. Like right. she could she have easily like, been like, oh, yeah, we don't have to do right. anything about that. But no, but she knew Colonel she knew. Brandon. She knew the situation because they're all in the same circles. Yeah, they've all grown around each other. And so when she found out that he had done wrong by Eliza, she yeah. was going to make it right. And then Willoughby said, no, I'm not going to do it. So she said. Okay, fine. You're cut off without a cent. And at that point, he goes, Uh-oh. I have to make some money. And so Again, he goes. Again, too little too late, guys. I'm going to marry Mrs. Gray with her 10,000 pounds a year. And I don't so, know if he met her right at that moment but when he knew Marianne. But he knew from the b- yeah. moment he met Marianne, that was never going to happen. Because Marianne didn't have any money. He, he, he already he knew that. He basically knew. Well, here's the thing. Willoughby truly loved Marianne. However... Who knows? He was never going to get to marry her because Marianne had no fortune. Now, if circumstances with Eliza didn't happen, I think he could have. It seems like Miss Smith is a very reasonable woman. I think that that Willoughby has had a he past. He could have. I don't think Eliza was his first. I, I, well, I, I think definitely we don't were told. Think, I think we might have known that I'm it sure wasn't he was like a little bit of first. a playboy. And you know, one of the things Colonel Brandon had spoken when we have that big reveal from him mm-hmm. chapters ago yeah, was who knows how the plan would have fully gone with Marianne. Right. If he kind of had the, all the world on his shoulders, you know, right. like it was going to be fine. Yeah. My thing with this chapter, I don't like Willoughby. I never liked him even when we all were supposed to like him. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just too, like, nice. I just get really nervous about really nice people. Mm. Especially the guys like that, this. Well, it again, just feels this little... goes back to this book for me is all about it's how you can manipulate people. That's the theme of this book is for you. Yeah. For it's... me, it is. Well, I don't know. I'll have to recap that in the character I don't cocktail. Know. I, but... You know how we joke about, like, what's our one sentence description of this book? This book is how to manipulate people. I think for me, maybe it's how to read people. Mm. Maybe it's like the partner to your sentence. Mm. Because with with him, even like the, the real like nail in the coffin, as they say, would be when he was telling Mrs. Dashwood not mm. to change her house. Oh, yeah. I'm like... You don't live here. You this is not like you don't have a, a say in you this. <laughs> you, nobody asked you about my home renovations, yeah. buddy. Okay, like yeah. it's very personal. But now that he's trying to be like, well, I loved her, and blah blah blah, and it's like, what do you want me to do with this information? Yeah, one, you've done all this damage, and also if you had loved her, and let's pretend I feel sympathy for you and your lack of fortune, and you had mm-hmm. to go marry someone else. Yeah, you could have handled Marianne a lot better. Yeah, we could have been. Listen, I've got life circumstances, yeah. and I'm so sorry. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. our time. Okay, fine. That would have been awkward enough. Then Marianne comes to you in London. You could have been nicer there, too. You could have met her before. You could, you could have, have done, done letters. Yeah. You know, I don't feel far- sorry for him. could have explained the situation. You didn't have to leave us high and dry. Yeah. But here's the other thing is that we come to find out. So the letter that Willoughby wrote to Marianne. This is where I don't remember this It part. wasn't written. This. It technically was written in the hand of Willoughby. Willoughby uh-huh. wrote it. However, Mrs. Gray wrote the letter and said, this is what you have to say. It wasn't Willoughby. It wasn't his words. It was Mrs. Gray's that. words. Yes, it was. 
And she goes, but you wrote it in your hand. This is what Mrs. Gray told me to write. Oh, right here, right here. What page? Right here. I was going to ask you um, what page, but it's not. Yeah, we have different numbers. Okay. What do you think of my wife's style of letter writing? Delicate? Tender? Truly feminine? Was it not? And Eleanor goes, your wife? The letter was in your own handwriting. Yes, but I only had the credit of severely copying such sentences as I was ashamed to put my name to. I'm sorry. So now you're telling me she wrote it. Sophia Gray wrote the letter and then Willoughby had to copy it into his own handwriting. That's even worse because he had so many steps Mm -hmm. where he could have not done that. Mm-hmm. He could have not read the letter he she wrote. Have. He could have not talked about it. Well, apparently we come to least... find Miss Gray is really. Um, uh, she should be worried. She's jealous. She yeah, should she's very be. Jealous the only thing she's got is money. Yeah. I think I knew I wasn't going to like this chapter because obviously Willoughby's in it. And I think he's annoying. And it's all about him. And no matter mm-hmm. which way you cut it, no matter what angle, it's him, him, him. Oh, feel so sorry for me. Oh, I'm so sad. He's like, oh, well, I love her. And I love oh, how am I going to feel? I just can't stand it to hear when no. she gets married. Here's my here's the thing. Oh yeah, yeah, <gasps> yeah. Oh, now like, nobody can be happy. Yeah, no, yeah. Don't tell me about marriage. Just like the stupid married. house. But he goes, "Do not talk to me about my wife." He said with a heavy sigh. She does not deserve your compassion. She knew I had no regard for her when he, we got married. Well, that's your problem. I know. Like, okay, you should feel sorry for your wife. So here's the thing. I feel so, sorry for her. And I understand there were not these really. marriages. Like this is this is what it was. There were these marriages. I don't know back why she times. married Willoughby though. She didn't need to. He's a handsome hunk. She could have waited around for another handsome hunk that would have been it, she was, a little no, more tactful. But here's the thing. Okay, so again, I want to go back to the ages. Now is she older? She is older. Uh, so Mrs. Gray is. Wasn't she like 28 and he was no. like something? Miss Sophia Gray was about 25 years old, okay. which is kind of well, on the older side. Marianne of, is 17. Yeah. So And Willoughby was, sorry, he was late 20s 25. too. 25. So they're around the same age. Um, so Mrs. Yeah. Gray and Willoughby are, are roughly the same age. She's been she's under like the care. Well, she's under yeah. the care of, well, she's got such a fortune that she just can't, she doesn't need to be married off young. It doesn't matter so much for her. Yeah. She doesn't have to be... Well, it's probably in her best interest of her elders not to be because then they right. can and so, take care of her. You know, so I think Mrs. Gray looked at Willoughby as an opportunity to no longer be yeah. attached to her family. Well, she's dumb too. So and whatever. so she's like, oh, this is finally I can marry this guy. I can be out of the house. Yeah. He's good looking enough. It'll be fine. You know, you gotta you gotta be careful out there, girls. Because she didn't. That's a she long didn't really time. Care about him either. Yeah. She was just like, this is my opportunity to get married and finally get out of like my family's thing. Yeah, I can th- accept my inheritance. Okay. He's got a good enough house. We'll be okay. No. Yeah, I would have rather been I, single. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well. But I feel like the thing that surprised me in They're, this chapter, yeah. not full surprise, but little surprise, how annoyed with Eleanor I got because. <laughs> Lady, why are we spending time? Now, I get the initial, like, I don't want to talk to you, but I really mm. want to know this dirt. Because, you know, right. it's like yeah. it's like the ex-boyfriend, right? It's like you, you don't well, really want to talk to them, but, but how I know, have you been? Like, you know? What's going on? Exactly. Yeah. So I get that initial bit, but then mm-hmm. she legit starts feeling sorry for Willoughby. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We do not feel sorry for him. She's so compassionate. Again, no, she's manipulative. Dumb. She's being... She's, she's being manipulated and yeah. she even says she goes when i have to tell i don't know if it's in this chapter but it might be the next two. Oh, when when, when i have to tell, to tell 
Marianne. My, my yeah, Marianne or even my mom, they're not gonna feel as sympathetic. But it's like well, if they like, were in front of him, yeah. they would have. Yeah. Like they knew well, he's a charmer. Yeah. He's he a blah knew, blah blah. Yeah. I don't think him and me would have done so well together. I think I'm the type of girl that those guys just don't like. Like they initially right. would have been well and very mad at Eleanor's me. Eleanor's like, I probably won't tell Marianne everything yeah but i don't know now at, at today. some point yeah. at some point sure. if she recovers i will tell her your story let's drink some wine and have a good chat that's a mm. i mean that's a good dish like to be fair I, know, I appreciate eleanor getting the dirt as miss jennings would say but here's the thing but again no. this to me was the most unrealistic chapter because you never get this kind of closure in real life it doesn't make sense to me that oh and we didn't there say that this closure. the reason willoughby had come was he heard in london because yeah. sir john was still in london yes and he had walked into him and of course all these all the gang was basically how i've been willoughbyed but all the gang <laughs> ha- were like we're not going to talk to him willoughby, we're yeah. not going to talk to willoughby don't worry blah 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 but of course sir john sees him and it's yeah. kind of awkward so he has to say hi yeah and then that's how he finds out that Marianne's sick and, and like dying, like basically yeah. on her deathbed. So he heads over, like I think he just gets in a carriage and yeah. heads towards the kind of the romantically. Cleveland. It is no. kind of romantic, selfish. And he stops somewhere it only is once selfish, to but... have dinner, and he like just drank basically the whole bar. Oh yeah, oh and that's, that's right. How He's he drunk. Came. He shows up. He drunk. drank. He couldn't right. even be sober. So best case is Marianne's healthy and you're drunk. And oh, you're yeah. like, Marianne, I love you. <laughs> what I'm mad is someone else be my was, lover. I forgot he was He's drunk just when such he a jerk. Up. I don't know why anyone's yeah. feeling sorry for him. I don't understand. And so Eleanor, can you imagine prim little Eleanor <laughs> is sitting there trying to be polite? Because, again, she can't even just be like, get out. This is not the time. My mom <laughs> and like Colonel Brandon is coming. This is drunk dial right. ever, essentially. She's like, my mom and Colonel Brandon, the people who hate you probably the most, are coming Come right here. this second. Like, we don't you know. have to leave. But instead, she's like, how's the weather? Yeah. How's it going? Have you been? How was your honeymoon? Like, Where'd you, you vacation? Can't be like, who cares, they, Eleanor? Like, leave. She knows Willoughby can't be there when everybody like, returns. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, go. Yeah, but. Of course, she because has to know the he's dirt. He's not too far from Calm, whatever his Magna. home is. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, that's chapter 44. Yeah. And then chapter 45. Willoughby leaves, and uh, Marianne starts to get better. Right. Well, he's, she's she's better danger. now. Like, yeah. And so this is when um, I think. Mom comes back. Mom's yeah. here. And Eleanor's hasn't slept for a long time yeah. because she's been taking care of her sister, making sure she's okay. Right. And now she's on sheer adrenaline because at yeah. first she was on adrenaline before. Now she's like, oh, my yeah. God, I got so uh-huh. much stuff. I got uh-huh. so much stuff. And uh-huh. she can't even. And, of course, I love the description. The mom comes, like, as soon as the carriage isn't even stopped, and she's, like, busting out of the carriage mm-hmm. like any mom would, yeah. busting through the door and just looks at Eleanor and is just, like, she thinks her daughter's dead at this point because that's where they had left by the time right. Colonel Brandon had yeah. went to go on get her. Door. So Eleanor just, like, immediately, like, there's no time. She's like, Marianne's fine. She's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And so then, of course, uh, the mom's like, like a breath. And, of course, she goes back up, you know, to go see her. But, oh, man, I can't even imagine 
like yeah if you think your kid or even a loved one it doesn't mm-hmm. matter you know like you haven't had any contact right that that adrenaline is just so crazy oh, so and well, of course I mean, colonel yeah. brandon is excited yeah now that marianne's out of danger he you know and the mom immediately recognizes she's like colonel brandon still loves marianne well they had you know they're in a carriage they don't got cell phones they don't have books they're, they're just sitting clearly there talking to each they other they have nothing i mean and if anything even if colonel brandon didn't disclose which he did right. because mm-hmm. i mean there's no hiding it at this right. point he clearly is such a stand-up guy for going he could have just sent the carriage he didn't have to like go and get the mom and make sure she came back like yeah. he didn't have to do any of that oh, and yeah, i think come to show that colonel brandon I think is it's the best so of men. funny that Eleanor always kind of knew he was a really good person. We've talked about that from the yeah. very beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it really is like a character read. you got to understand how to gauge people. And I think mm-hmm. that's a lifelong thing. But I think like the mom and, you know, everybody else, they had to take the time mm-hmm. to maybe see like sometimes it's not the Willoughby's. You know, you mm-hmm. have to really look. And I'm trying to look again, guys. I really am trying to see this through <laughs> Edward, but I still don't get it. We'll keep going. Well, (laughs) chapter 46. (laughs) Chapter 46. Oh, and Eleanor, I have a question mark on mine. Promise to Willoughby that, did she promise him to tell her? Why? Why do we have to make a promise to him? One. And two, who cares? He lied to them. I just, you guys. Oh, oh, is chapter 46 the walk when she tells him? That is. She does. Uh She does. Yeah. So, okay. So at this point. Oh, wait, because now we go home. Yeah. So now we're home. Finally. Yeah. We're home. I'm sure Marianne is so, they're so excited. Everybody's so relieved. Don't owe anybody anything. Yeah. They're home. Marianne and Eleanor go on this walk and Marianne is kind of started to go, I'm past this now, but I could really get past this if I knew Willoughby's thoughts. Well. If I knew Willoughby, how he really felt about me. I could really move past this. And I think and before, Eleanor goes, well, about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's one this one night. Let me tell Cleveland. you what happened in Cleveland. But also, I think, like you said, so she, as soon as she gets home, that's yeah. really, even though she's kind of had this postmortem already, going home this time, Mm-hmm. she's looking at all the things again like this is it, where i play piano eyes. and then yeah. the walk like you mm-hmm. said because they used to go out all the time mm-hmm. and i think i mean that happens a lot to everybody too yeah. like there's so many things that like remind you songs or something mm-hmm. i can't even imagine her just saying that and Eleanor being like this is it i've got to mm-hmm. tell her now mm-hmm. and it says that mm-hmm. marianne maybe took it harder in a sense because of the character of him or mm-hmm. something like I think she was kind of like okay right like I think at this point her heart's broken like a hundred times and yeah. she's cried all of her tears mm-hmm. I can't imagine it still feels good for her but no. you know because what does it help you still can't marry him yeah she's just, and he's a jerk yeah she I think she understands the circumstance like, and she finally apologizes well, she kinda, too. Oh, Marianne apologizes does, yeah, for being Eleanor. such an idiot yeah. and for all of her friends and being rude. Because yeah. again, that was so rude of how she treated everybody. Yeah. The Jennings, the Middletons, and everyone. And so it's kind of a grown up moment for Marianne. Her character improved. Yeah. And <laughs> Eleanor had to tell her about the drunk call. Yeah. And Eleanor faithfully did tell now she left details out and marion i think she even self-acknowledges in the book too that she realizes she asked so yeah. she needed to know she needed but 
she kind of you can kind of tell she's like probably regretting it she was like yeah now i know but am i better off yeah which is like lifelong problems here yeah is it better now we to gotta know tell mom or not to know yeah well yeah. okay so he did love me however he could have never married me like this it, it would have never he could have never married me. marianne's kind of at that one percent now like and she then, still feels it but no. do you think like marianne at this point is like okay well if he had married me, there would have been this like love child and all these debts. And clearly oh, there's nothing. They, they, these kind of people it, need money. I'm sorry, Marianne has to have money. Well, and I think she can't live her life. Is without this when money. they start talking about if he had married me, he would have married for love? Would that have truly made him happy in the end? No, he was so. It wouldn't have made Marianne and that was happy the point. either. And and they even talk about that. It's like, okay, yeah, he would have married me for love, but it wouldn't have been enough for him. Also, you wouldn't have loved him because when when stuff gets real hard, mm-hmm. that's not that's, that's not going to be fun well, for and anybody. That wasn't going to be enough. And that and they they need they, to party all the time. That. They need to have fun all the time. There's no way you can't be a dreamer without money because you know mm-hmm. what happens. You're just sad. Actually, Eleanor's the one that says that, and Marianne's like, you're right. He would have rather had money than be with oh, somebody yeah. that is. He more would have his liked taste. it for half a second, and yeah. then he would have been like really was, grumpy about it. Well, it was this idea of like you know, and I think that's kind of an interesting prompt to a story is like here you married somebody because you love them, but when shit got real, that's when you're like, I think, okay. and I think it's because of his type of character too. Like he's just not a good person, he's so not. it doesn't matter that he, he like he loves wine, but you can't marry wine either. So. <laughs> You could try, but yeah. it's not going to work. So I have chapter 47, and mm-hmm. I love it because when Miss Dashwood finds out, she's like, all right, see ya. Like, she's well, like team isn't, Colonel no, Brandon all well, the way. Isn't, she's going to start laying the seeds. i to remember if the mother was just like, I never really liked Willoughby or something. Didn't she say something like that? He just like treated that? her so badly. But. And then I have, this is when I have the note where Eleanor was like, you know, if she had heard it directly from Willoughby, he would, she would have been a little more sympathetic. Mm-hmm. But I think only because Willoughby has that charm. Yeah. And as a player. Because I was like, I can't. The other very exciting thing that happens is the Dashwood girl's manservant went to Exeter, the closest town. Oh, and that's when he, he was trying to help. Well, and the manservant, that's when he hears that Mr. Ferris has been married. And yes. brings and has to bring that info. And brings that information because he So the deed's been done. He knows That's all the girls talking about. Well yeah. he well he he obviously the manservant doesn't know all the finutia of know. what's going they on. They know everything. But he's like, I have to tell you that I saw Mr. Ferris and you know, Miss Lucy Steele and I said hello to them and I congratulated them on their new marriage. And then that's when Eleanor goes, no. no. But, you know, like, it's kind of like the like, last bit. Yeah. Yeah. But and, and I guess she knew it was going to happen. But at the same time, there is a passage in here where she goes, she tells herself it couldn't have happened. She still has well, that. Like, yeah, it's done. She's like, there's basically. hope that it yeah. hasn't happened. And oh, yeah, poor Eleanor. Like, this is when everybody now goes, oh, Eleanor. So I was thinking at this point. Yeah. Great. Now Eleanor can marry someone better. Uh huh. But so we'll find this out. Yeah. Okay. So chapter forty-eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and there, there is actually a really sweet moment at the end of chapter forty-seven oh, when yeah? the mom kind of understands that both daughters' hearts have been broken. It's been a rough year, and they've both been suffering so much. Marianne more outwardly, and Eleanor very internally. Chapter forty-eight. Yeah. So Eleanor's. Playing Alanis again. Mm. She's real sad. 
I don't know. I think maybe Eleanor's more Sarah McLaughlin. I think Marianne was Alanis. <laughs> I think that's what we decided earlier on. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Chapter 48, really exciting. Edward comes to visit. Well, when does he come? Because doesn't a couple of things happen first? No. Okay, yes. No, it just comes to Edward comes. She thought it was Colonel Brandon, but yeah. Edward comes. And yeah. is she in her home at this time? Yeah, yeah, she's at her home. Okay. And yeah, they think it's Colonel Brandon's been visiting a lot. You know, because he's the guy's here. Yeah. yeah, Marianne's kind of she understands. She's like Colonel Brandon's the one that's really been taking care of me, and so and the mom's been see, laying in the, the groundwork. She's and yeah. she and back when we were in Cleveland. When she had a second to talk to Eleanor, I think she even says, she's like, when she was talking about how mm-hmm. Colonel Brandon was always the one, blah, 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 I'm going to have to talk to Mary. And, you know, do yeah, the mom like thing, like lay the groundwork. Like, let's open your eyes to the, like the real hero It's here. a better match here. It's a better she match. needs somebody to educate and yeah, take care of her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she can be all fun and teach him about stuff. And uh-huh. they've got money and they've yep. got land. Mm-hmm. That's really Marianne's jam right there. Here we go. So here we go. Off in the distance, we think it's Colonel Brandon coming to visit, but it's really Edward. And, and Eleanor's like, come Eleanor. on, man, leave me alone. And Eleanor, of course, her heart just sinks. Because it's just like, him. It's no it's one else. It's just him. She knows she's going to have to be polite and ask about his marriage. And she's she's like, okay, I just have to get through this point. So she goes, how is Mrs. Ferris? And Edward goes, or no, is where it, is Miss Ferris at Longstaple? Yeah, is Miss Ferris at Longstaple? Who knows where that is? And he goes, "No, my mother's in town." She's yeah, not. and she's like, "No, no, no, I'm not talking about your mother. I'm like your wife. I'm talking about yeah. your wife, Mrs. Ferris." And he goes, "Excuse me, you mean Mrs. Robert Ferris?" And at this point, I want to be like, "What?" And you know they're talking in this tone, right? They're like they're yeah. talking this British tone, like, like "Oh, you mean my brother's wife?" It's you like mean Mrs. it's like Robert monotone Ferris. joy. Yeah, it's like, what do you mean, Mrs. Robert? Lucy Steele switcherooed and yeah. married the younger brother, which what? we don't ever really And he get has a-, a job. He does have a job, by the way. Well, and I think now he he's does. got all the he's got all the inheritance. No, because he got excommunicated too. Right. But he's he he has he's some favorite. he has a little more go gettery mom yeah no but I think he has more like I got to hustle mm-hmm. so I think maybe it was a better match but I just think it's really amusing oh. how Rob was like that's fine and Lucy was like oh well this might be better I just I I mean he kind of gives us the little rundown of how it happens but it still doesn't make sense to me that Lucy decides to forgo edward and be with rob i think that rob had better prospects oh he totally did because i don't not even because of the fortune because i really think that he didn't get it i don't think he i think he got maybe a little bit of it but not a lot of it i think he has like a career i forget what his career or his job or he is a profession and that's probably better than vicar's wife and he's younger he's probably more fun yeah lucy's more i mean she knows how to play the game she'd rather play with robert i guess I want to know what the situation was behind closed doors because could you imagine? How did they? Because they met at the party. They met at, at the, the party. Fi- at the big party Ed yeah. was at. Yeah, so, they met at the party. And he does you kind know of what, though? And that. he wants what the big brother has. And he finally got it because he couldn't go to the schools and he couldn't get the mom's love. So uh-huh. maybe this was like a very, like, this I want what final, my older brother like, has. I want, yeah. So the big reveal in 48 is that Edward's not married. <sighs> And he's come to Eleanor, and he has to explain to Eleanor. It's just trifling. Yeah. <laughs> chapter 49. Oh, wait. Chapter 49. Yeah. 
Edward has to do some explaining. And so he wants to tell Eleanor why he was engaged to Lucy. And this is when I got really annoyed again. And I kind of like, I understand because here is a guy. He's gone to live in this quiet little town with this private tutor. And there's this flitty little girl. I get it. It's like the first love thing. It's not. But it was four love. years. What they're in yeah, it was years and years. I think they're but engagement. they were apart. They weren't right. together. So he was with people in the world. Well, and that's when he says that's what I don't get it. Well, and that's when he starts to realize he was like, I got engaged to her before I knew who I was. Yeah, and I, that's why you got to date, kids. Well, and this <laughs> is the point: is that he is like, I I got engaged to her. And then I was separated from her for four years and realized I can live without you. I can. But you live know what? You. I think that was probably best. I am a big fan of long distance relationships. I think because it puts people to the test. Yeah, and it, it really. And you know what? Newsflash: If it wasn't going to last in a long distance relationship, it probably wasn't going to last with you Wait, yeah. in the same true state or city. To right. be honest, so I mean, I, just I totally understand. So this, I think this puts Edward's character. I. I think it it explains it very well is that this was the first person he ever this was his first crush. Yeah. It makes sense. And then now he's like looking back on it. And he's too uncomfortable to just and he can't be unawkward. And I, I think Edward in his mind he was like, you know, I love Eleanor. This is who I really love. This is who I wanna be with. However Why should I fight for my life? I should just no. stay in this honorable confrontation. Well, no, I think I don't know that it would have. I don't think Edward's the kind of guy who has to call off the relationship. I think Lucy has to call off the relationship to be really proper. I think he's not going to do anything in his right. life is what the problem is. And Eleanor is trying to be nice. So she's not going to do anything in her life. So they just finally happen to be upon each other. And they're basically going to get nothing done. I don't know what their kids are going to be like <laughs> because nobody wants their to say temperaments anything. temperaments are so yeah. like, similar. But yeah. I still, yeah, I don't like it. But, and here we go. So now we're going to get engaged. So now Edward. And finally, I think Mrs. Dashwood is like like at the doors because she was yeah, saying she everybody. could penetrate and at last or something like that. And I'm sure like she was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, too much exciting. Mm-hmm. Like she was just so happy. Chapter 49. Lucy writes the letter to Edward explaining, uh, calling off the engagement so that she can marry oh, Robert. Wait, and we also get the, the letter from Lucy. That's what I just that's said. That's what you just said. <laughs> you see, this is what happens when it's the end of the book. I was about to say, I literally just said that. That is literally, I just want to say that is another Robbieism. I will literally just say something to him and then he'll say the exact same thing in like yeah. one word difference. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> okay, I apologize, Kate. So that's what happens. But yeah, chapter 49. And Lucy was such a jerk. Chapter. And Lucy, yeah. She was like, sincerely. Like, sincerely. nothing else is happening. Sincerely, I've please burned take all your my letters. Hair. Yeah. And, here, and here's my lock please, of my... Please return my hair back. Yeah, please return my hair back. Which is, that's kind of gross. And she was like, oh, yeah. Your sincere well-wisher friend and sister. Like, yeah. that's uncomfortable. I know. Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's what she said. She goes, please destroy my scrawls. But yeah. the ring with my hair, you're very welcome to keep. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm so honorable. Because I'm so honorable. She's so cool. Now that I'm your sister-in-law, you're yeah. welcome to keep it. Eleanor's going to be a vicar's wife. Yeah. So Eleanor and Edward, obviously their happy ending is coming together. Yeah. And of course, remember at this point, 
Colonel Brandon's beside himself because he's like, I would love to have They're you gonna, as yes, my neighbors yeah. and be on my estate. So she, he's kind of fixing up this cottage too, like real he's nice. He's really fixing yeah. it up now. Yeah, which is kind of sweet. And it's so nice. And I think also the mom is kind of a little warmed up to Edward because now mm -hmm. she's basically lost two sons. And then she realizes, all right, I got to really. And also mm -hmm. it speaks volumes this would of be Eleanor. Edward's mom. Sorry, Edward's mom. Yeah. And it speaks volumes of Eleanor to her because she's like, obviously she loves my son. She's not in it for the money mm -hmm. that they think that I would have given them. So I think she gives a little padding well, a year. Not yeah, a lot, yeah, but no, like she does a little give, bit. She, it's pretty much like it's this whole thing. Well, We'll just wait till the first grandchild comes, and oh, then, then we'll we're get gonna, more, and we'll then we'll get more, more money. Yeah. But like they Which know gives them enough for like dishes or something. They do. But here's the: it, it's funny because he's like, he she can't be mad forever. I am yeah. his like her oldest son, you yeah. know. And same with Robert. It's like she won't be mad forever. It'll be fine. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, they're going to be fine. And it's not super far but, from oh, the mom. Oh, but that was but that was really interesting where I think it was I think it was Eleanor who goes to Edward and says, you need to write to your mom to put things on to uh, put things in terms. That's like, how it goes. are you going to be OK? Like, are we going to be OK? Is there any extra money? Like, can you write to your mom and find out what's yeah. going on? But also just like, let's make it right. Let's try to make yeah. it right. Yeah. And so they do. She because gets, Ed can't do money. anything for himself. That's well, the problem. None of these gentlemen could. So mm -hmm. chapter 50. Mm -hmm. So now we're there. We're in town. Marianne comes to visit, right? Start laying the groundwork for Colonel Brandon and Marianne. Or are they already engaged at this point? Spoiler alert. They get engaged. I don't remember. Let's see. This chapter is fuzzy because I was really trying to read this, this like was, to get to Kate's I know. house. I was about to say this was it, it, honestly I don't remember because it was just one of those things that I I really just pushed through this last chapter. Ultimately, what happens is everybody gets what they deserve. Marion and Colonel Brandon get married. Eleanor and Edward get married, and it's perfect because now. Marion gets They're to do all whatever. They're the same estates together. They get to party And the mom gets together. to visit. They all, you know, it's And the it's mom like gets the more space scenario. in her cottage because now the two girls are gone. God, yeah. Win-win. And both daughters have married well so that they, you know, and, this really goes well for Margaret. And I think Colonel Brandon starts getting a, a little more chipper because, yeah, yeah he's married. And also yeah. Marianne, she's a dish. But also- She's so excited about life. I think she like cheers him up and like uh -huh. she has this capacity They've of like, got, like they're ingraining her passion and her interest are, in him. I think they are matched. I think she perfectly. She underestimated the fact because she was always yeah. like, they have to like exactly into the passion. I'm like, if no. you are so dictating this way, don't you think you'd rather just educate your person? Mm -hmm. Because at this point, I don't mm -hmm. think you're going to want mm -hmm. a discussion here. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I think that's cool, and I don't think we find out anything about does Willoughby is like super sad, or is no, that I mean, do we hear about that? Out. Like I mean, he know we, we know he's married to Mrs. Gray, and that they have plenty of money. Yeah, but as far as like Willoughby, he's out of the picture now. You know, it's kind of interesting that they're all going to be some weird it's like so underwhelming family. when you end because you're like, okay, everyone's married, great. Yeah. Oh, 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 no, there is a bit about Willoughby at I the thought, very end mm. where he goes, Willoughby could not hear oh. her marriage without a pang. His punishment was soon afterwards Colonel Brandon. The, I think no, also no. the fact that she married Colonel Brandon, he totally was peeved. Oh, he was totally peeved. I mean, not just because of Eliza, but just because of everything else. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he ever knew that Eliza was Colonel Brandon's. No, he knew. He knew? 
I think so. I think it's all clear. Either way, it's not good. Like, yeah. I mean. And then, you know, it mentions that they're happy and nobody's fighting because basically they're too British to fight. So <laughs> no offense to my yeah. Brits. I love yeah. you. But it's true. You know what? Uh, That's the end yeah. of the book. Yeah. Yeah. In a different, uh, yeah. we, we did it. <laughs> the end. Here's the thing about Jane Austen. And again, we had talked about this initially where we just didn't remember this from Pride and Prejudice because we've read Pride and Prejudice. I've read it a couple within, times. Yeah. Within the past couple years, we have read it. Mm -hmm. And because we did for our book club, we read it recently. I wasn't part of that. I think you I came in after one? you guys read that one. Oh, if, okay. if you guys did. Okay. Well, we. Well, but I, I read have, it personally. I've read, read it recently, it fairly recently. And Sorry. I just don't remember it being reading this way. This was such a hard book to get through yeah. because of the way it's written. First of all, I'm not British. I don't. Uh, sometimes the tones and the uh, the sarcasm, the sarcasms kill yeah. right over my head, yeah. and so I had to read the page like three or four times to really understand what was going on. Yep. And I thought I was going to enjoy it so much more because I we wanted a light and fluffy. By the way, I love the movie. I love, 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 love the movie. Jane I've Austen's watched it. like girl catnip, really. Oh, man. I mean, I've, the movies. You know, you know I, I've watched the movie. Like, I can quote it by heart. I love this movie so much. It's one of those comfort movies for me. So, me going in knowing the story, I thought this was going to be a breeze. Uh -huh. It was torture. I, I didn't. And so, that's the other thing. I've watched the movie, mm -hmm. but it was seriously, oh, my gosh, I want chorizo so bad right now. Isn't that so weird? I just had my first chorizo? pregnancy craving. I just want like chorizo. You can't eat chorizo. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So I just had a craving. I apologize, everyone. So I watched the movie a long, long time ago. I remember the cast, and I, I am excited to talk about this with Kate later, but mm. I remember the cast vaguely. I remember the story even vaguelier. So I was so confused because I'm reading the book, and I really couldn't pull from anything like yeah. i was reading this blind basically yeah. almost in a more confusing way well and there's so many characters in there that you're just yeah. like who is this person i just had vague ideas that i was like i don't think i like this and i mm -hmm. and then it just kept getting worse i think it's because i don't they're problems to me i mean mm -hmm. we're not reading this because these are real life problems right. okay but i just didn't like i think with pride and prejudice there is a little more drama but the characters mm -hmm. are more they have more conviction i think is what it is like darcy even when I knew I wasn't supposed to like Darcy, but really like Darcy, I love Darcy. I mean, that is my guy. Like, you yeah. could, you know, Edward and Darcy, because Edward's supposed to be our Darcy here. Yeah. He's I am not an Edward kind of girl. So I'm not naturally, like, I'm not rooting for him. Yeah. I think he's a moron. Mm -hmm. Eleanor, as much as I agree with her rationally, I'm just like, you're dumb. We don't have time <laughs> for this, you know? And so I think I'm just so much more Elizabeth and Darcy but I think all of this stuff well, that's going I on, think, I get it. You know? I think the spirit and the character and the wit and the funniness of Elizabeth in Pride and, and Prejudice. And she's fierce. She doesn't she's, care. You know? She is I love her. vocal. She is, you know, she is a woman heroine. Whereas yeah. Eleanor is so passive and so internal yeah. that I think... If you were that kind of person, then you would understand her more as a character. But I just still had to have the crazy dramatic person. And that was rather than. OK, so here it is. Pride and Prejudice. You have both those dynamics in one character because. Yeah. Well, you know what she's she like? She's like that. Jade. 
She is, and yeah. Jane is great, yeah. But you need somebody else to like make things happen, right? Jane is just so sweet, but I think the problem with sense of sensibility is the main people are Bingley and mm-hmm. Jane. And as much as I love those characters, oh, you mean in Pride and Prejudice? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. They're just so like they're not the they're not the main when characters. Things just happen around us, and right. we just happen. You know what I mean? Because going with the flow. Bingley just let everyone maneuver him away from Jane, mm-hmm. and Jane was like, "Well, I shouldn't fight for what I want." Right. So. It was just like everybody's and getting confused, and that was the problem. Is, but that is, is Eleanor, Mort, and, and that is Edward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're seeing the reverse situation. Whereas, and then you have Marianne. And Marianne, who wanted to be with, and it's the same, it's almost the same story. I mean, story it makes sense. Because you have the same kind of ideas. It's yeah. Marianne, and it's this weird love triangle between Colonel Brandon and Willoughby, but you also have Marianne with Darcy and with Wickham. Wickham. No. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, Wickham. Wickham. Which was even creepier because then he goes for his sister. I mean, well, yeah, that's and that's, that's, that's another I side mean, note. It clearly goes to show like the men are just painted as like loose characters. The beautiful ones are always these loose, flirtatious just, men, although so except for Mr. Darcy. All right, so that's the end of the book. As you can tell, we've had mixed feelings about it. Well, thanks for listening through our Sense and Sensibility summaries and Mm -hmm. stay tuned for more. Let's grab a snack and we'll be back in a couple of moments of time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how long. If you're not a Patreon supporter, what are you waiting for? You get exclusive Bottled Classics content first and lots and lots of content that is not available to the general public. So head on over to patreon.com slash bottledclassics and subscribe today. And thanks in advance for your support. We have an honorary taste tester with us. So, Alex. Hello. And I he's eat, here. I eat well. I drink well. We can we can make this work. When you do a traditional British high tea, which we wanted to honor for Sense and Sensibility, oh, it's served with clotted cream. And it's one of these special things that you would have to go to specialty stores to get it clotted cream here made in the United here. States. You want to make right. it home. Right. Well, because but I wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And, yeah. and Amelia Let's was like, be, I never said I was. So I looked up a recipe and I was like, this looks incredibly easy to make. It's just time consuming. Yeah. So you what you want to do is you want to take your nine by 13 and they say glass, glass pan. I can see that. And I think that just has something to do with maybe the metal reacting with the also, cream. Yeah. Ew. And that cleaning. Even right. Cleaning, yeah. Like, I think why, you wouldn't want them milk. Personally, yeah, I, you know, yes, I understand the reasoning for glass because it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> so you pour, you put your oven on super low, like 180, and you pour your cream. Now, the cream has to be pasteurized or raw, but not ultra pasteurized. And I think that's because, and you can see it on the actual bottle of cream, it'll say ultra pasteurized or just pasteurized. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to get ultra pasteurized because the cream won't clot because I think it's something when they've already it's pasteurized. Too it's too clean. Interesting. So you need something that's pasteurized but not ultra pasteurized. Yeah. So we had to go on a little mission to find yeah. pasteurized Especially cream, not this ultra time. pasteurized cream. Well, this, yeah. this time in our lives. We, we came to the conclusion <laughs> that it turns out that people aren't you know racing to go get Ultra pasteurized yeah. or pasteurized cream. Oh. Yeah, so. there was plenty of cream I don't on the show. It wasn't yeah, on my it, grocery <laughs> list for Robbie because I was like, well, what if I what if I want to make a custard? What if I was like going through the list of decadence in my head? I'm like, can I make? I got so many eggs, and now I'm thinking, well, if COVID blows over and we, our supplies find it, I'll just I'll make that custard. Well, it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah, it right? is amazing. Like what the apocalypse chooses to, you know, 
Yeah. There was, make available and there make was plenty of priorities are quickly yeah, to the surface. Exactly. I will say maybe because Alex and my diet is very particular. Like there was plenty of Beyond sure. Meat <laughs> products on the shelf. Like yeah. we had no problem. The, the yeah, if you want to be a vegetarian or a vegan, no yeah, problem. Yeah, the you're fine. lady next to me, she had a lot of Beyond Burger stuff, and yeah. I was like, "All right, lady, you're Good fine." For her. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was funny when we were when we were shopping. There was like an entire middle section that had all this like Beyond Meat product in it. Yeah. And I saw not more than or not less than I should say like two or three people look at it like walk to it look like, into not it yet. and be like <laughs> I'm not nah, there no no it's not scary enough yet for this yeah. it's not scary enough I've heard good things I'm not I'm not well, I'm a vegetarian I'm but I'll eat anything that's good like I don't really care Oh yeah you know I want and also I burn out you burn out on one type of thing it's like oh, you can't yeah. eat burgers like right. or red meat every single day no. I mean you probably could but you would want chicken. Oh, would you? Sausage. Would you? Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably last for five days. On burgers? Not probably. burgers, but I would get like steak or like shepherd's pie. Or right. you know what I mean? Like I could mm-hmm. go the whole get meatballs or, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That makes stuff sense. like that. But yeah. I'm just saying like after a while, you're going to be like, okay, I need some fish. Yeah. Yeah. We got plenty you of frozen know. fish. We yeah. got we plenty do. of everything. I think we're, we're ready for an apocalypse. Yeah. And again, <laughs> worst case, you're just going to eat a lot of carbs towards the end. Yeah. It's such a, I was like, yeah. you just buy, again, this goes back to our, like, our tried and true, like, apocalypse pasta, which is basically garlic, olive oil, and Parmesan. Mm. That's it. And, some red wine. and you, you can even, yeah, and some red wine. Well, I can't. Apocalypse pasta. But, yeah. Probably about a lot of seltzer water. I don't think. Oh, that's good. Oh, we yeah, go through seltzer water really fast. Mm. Yeah. That's like water, literally, kind of. It's your, it's your funny, it, funny water. It's funny water. <laughs> it's funny water it's for pregnant women. Water. <laughs> no. funny water. Do you drink a lot of uh, tonic water? I don't no, know you can do drink, tonic. Can you do tonic? I can do tonic. It's just tonic has um quite quinine. Quine, it quinine. has but something else in it. That's like if you're drinking it in the quantities that I am, I don't think that's healthy. <laughs> like, sure. But the seltzer sense. water we get, we just even get the Kroger brand. Mm-hmm. It's really tart, and we just we, even before I was pregnant, we always just flavored, that was just unflavored, unflavored. I like unflavored. Um, if I'm getting Lacroix, I like the grapefruit one and the lime. But for some reason, I don't like their plain one. I like the Kroger it's plain in, one because well, it's really it's in bitter. A metal can. It's really bitter though. The Versus Kroger one. one is really good though. It's in a can. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. But then we like it for mixing. We'll put like lime juice. Mm-hmm. In it or mints or something. I have so many like visions that come up when LaCroix is ever mentioned. And yeah. it's really funny because I've seen so many memes about that specific drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the one that keeps coming up, it's like LaCroix is basically like watered down Skittles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was not on the seltzer train until maybe six years ago. You oh, have to get, you I have to have a gateway water. in. I really but do. But now I love it, especially because. I never feel the need to drink soda. Not that I hate soda, but, you know, there's so yeah. much stuff in it that if you're going to drink it every day, whoa. I mean, well, we don't drink soda. Um, I don't hate a Coca-Cola. I'm not hating on it. Sometimes just, you just you know, want a fizzy thing. But yeah. I can't and that's why, and that's why salsa water, yeah, I think, is really, it. yeah. But, I mean... I haven't had a Coke in a while, but now that I'm pregnant, I like get extra phobic about well, it. Soda, like, soda's a treat. Mm-hmm. It's a treat. It's a treat. Yeah. It's, a treat. Yeah. it's a once in a while a treat. treat. Bubbly treat. Yeah. You know, like if I was eating wings, I would want a Coca Cola. <laughs> sure. Like, but now I can't because I'm what phobic I, about. What do um, I have to have a Coke with? I'm trying to think. If there's something like I you know, eat. like have a Coke with a smile, right? Right. Yeah, back smile. in the day, when you used to go to movie theaters and you had yeah, a but even then, or the Coke slushy. No, no, I never, I've never had one of those. In my, oh my entire God. life. <laughs> but I, I don't know, because how much can we really trust a drink that can degrease an engine? Right. Or that can... I don't know. 
guys. You know, there's a clean the corrosion off a battery. To eat, but you're mm-hmm. using it to clean your hands. I don't know. Vinegar smells like feet. Yeah, he Alex hates it, but well, I use vinegar to when clean. When you clean stuff, yeah. yeah, that's my problem. It I smells like, like feet. I know. Like bottom that's feet. That's why I just like you to use it for eating or pickling. You can add uh, like essential oils to it to make it yeah, smell better I, I but i yeah i understand the vinegar smells pretty hard to get past but once it's dry it's gone is it is yeah. it though i just use purity in that have you used purity that brand uh-uh they're good i don't want to do anything that's really expensive it's I'm not so cheap it's not expensive look it okay. up but i use it for when i clean livy like the table if it's going to be food that mm-hmm. we're going to touch even like the dogs yeah but like when we come to this kind of thing there's something about clorox I just, you know, just in case, I, I do got keep, it in my back Although we cabinet. do, we do put, we do put a little bleach and water solution near the shower so that we can spray down the shower. Sure. Because, there's you know nothing what, wrong. there's nothing wrong with killing mold. I'm just saying. There's just so, you know, <laughs> there's things that work for certain applications. You know, the Black Plague, yes. they didn't have Clorox wipes. Who knows <laughs> what would have happened? All right. You, oh, oh we yeah. Wanna, we Sorry, do. Alex. So let's get back on <laughs> yeah. track because this is how this all is of why. our recordings yes. go. Wait, Alex is, it? is like, please make this stop. No, no, no. Is this, did I just have like a director moment right you there? Did. You, you did. You said, hey, let's get this is back why we don't to have the directors. point. No, <laughs> no, but Alex. This is why our recordings are like four hours we long. We are asking Alex to give his opinion. Honest question. Was, mm. That wasn't like a subtle mansplain right there, was that? Like. You I wasn't guys, trying to be. If you guys want a mansplain, do it. Girls need to grow a vagina and just be like, no, this okay, is good. what I'm saying. So you take point. it back, Alex. You can mansplain. Can I, can I take it you, back? If can I, I am back? upset about it, I will tell you okay. like a real woman. I'm Fair so enough. sick of mansplaining problems, guys. Good. I'm here okay. for the men. Uh, yeah. Forget the women. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. Anyway, and, yeah. No, you were right. We are here to We're talk taking about it back. We are here to We are here for your opinion on the scones, the clotted cream, sure. the fig jam we've paired with it. Which oh, this is my oh, homemade yes. fig jam. From oh, her we trees. didn't even, Oh, I didn't finish telling trees. you about the clotted cream. Oh, we didn't. See? Okay. Alex, so, gotta go back. Back to the thing. All right. So cream, not ultra pasteurized. Right. Pasteurized. Look for pasteurized okay. or raw milk if you can find it, but that kind of creeps me out a little bit. So pasteurized. You pour it in your glass 9 by 13. You tightly cover the lid with aluminum foil and you put it in your oven at one, 180 degrees for 12 hours. That's I where she lost me. That's where I was like, I can't do did it. Did not do 12 you hours. Didn't. Oh, no. See, but it might have. We don't know now, Kate. I don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we I, don't you know, know but. but I will say this is what I did. I have two ovens. I have a bigger oven and I have a littler oven. And I was like, I'm not going to make 12 hours. I'm going to make about nine. Before I have to put it in the fridge for another 12 hours. And that's what See, I had to and do. That's what so I, I did for nine hours. Yeah. And so I think it could be a thicker clot. Yep. However, it works. I will say for a nine hour cream, it's, nine hour it's cream. still pretty thick and the flavor's yeah. very like, it's not offensive. I it think feels it's like good. a clot of cream. It feels good. But and I do GM, think there could have be been, friends. I do think there could have been a thicker clot and maybe a roastier taste i don't even know no i'm sure they might flavor but. it we don't know what they do over there their secrets the but secrets. i will say too <laughs> kate mentioned something really great about recipes mm-hmm. and how this wasn't a hard recipe and i think honestly even the hardest recipes i don't think they're hard it's just you have to attack them and actually mm-hmm. it's the time it we is just the time. You have to pick well, and I mean, are, are you, are you we, talking about baking or are you talking yeah. about just cooking in general just cooking, well, cooking in general, general to me yeah. i think you work up towards harder 
recipes. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to say right now, just if I could, cooking is not hard. Baking is Baking's precise. trickier. This yeah. is trickier. Baking there's is no precise. forgiveness. Yeah. But there's yeah. no... You have to be very, very accurate. With, with this with clotted cream. cream, there's no stirring. Robbie there's no like nothing like that. You know, it's not a hard recipe. It. Yeah. It's literally, you pour it into your glass 9 by 13 you cover it with foil, you put it in the oven for 12 hours, yeah. and then you put it in the fridge for 12 hours. So you just have to plan a day in advance, mm -hmm. which that's fine. That's not that big of a deal. Right. However, you have to do that. You have to you do have to, that. You have to be around yeah, to make that work. That's and I, I looked at a couple different ways of doing it separately because some Pouring people, that was one of the ways was, but I wonder. Yeah. well, there was a couple different versions where they said if you did it in a crock pot, you would put it on warm rather than low mm. for your 12 hours. The other one I saw was you set the oven to like 360, get it up to temp, and then turn it, put your cream in, and then turn the oven off, and then let that go, because it will slowly stay mm -hmm. warm for the 12 hours. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't try any of those. I did the 180 for about nine hours, and it was not a big deal. And I used the smaller oven, because I figured that would keep the heat mm -hmm. better, knowing that I was only going to do it for yeah. nine, not 12 and um, and then I put it in the fridge and it worked. So yeah. then you take it out of the fridge, you skim off the clotted part on top, and you're left with the like the milk is on the bottom. What do you do with that? Do you make more? You can use that to bake with. That is just oh. cream milk, so you can okay. use it to. So you just have to make pancakes, yeah. or you can make if you okay. wanted to use it to make the scones as your liquid. Yeah. You could do that. So there's plenty of things to do with that leftover cream. So you have the clotted part, which is your rich. Yeah. Milk it's still solids. Really good and it still is clotted. Yeah. And I think also, again, back to like whether you're scared of a recipe or you feel like you can't do something, just do it. I mean, worst case, you throw it out. Okay. Right. But, That's what I was thinking. I was but like, to me, it's like work? you still have a version of clotted cream that's mm -hmm. still really good. Mm -hmm. And it, it's great with the jam and also with the scones. You know, like I didn't have cream, I used milk. And you know what? It's fine. You're putting cheese in something. Yeah. Essentially. Just cheese and carbs. Just and do now, it. Well, having this clotted cream in this jam is going to be wonderful. You and Alex have made the clotted cream. So, do you guys think it was worth it? Mm. Do you like That's it? A question. You I mean, I, I helped. I picked out the cream. You did pick out the cream. It's literally my contribution <laughs> to the cream. The oven. <laughs> but did the I? Oven. Were did you, you there? The you were in the building. <laughs> I mean, I, I did turn because the oven on. I will say, I think there was some definite skepticism with how it was going to turn out, knowing that I wasn't going to make the full 12 hours. Well, when, when it's a 24-hour process and, you know, it's like 4.30 in the afternoon <laughs> and I'm like doing the math in my head and, and Kate's like, so oh does that, God. and I'm like, at 12 hours from now, and Kate's like, wait, is that like 4.30 in the morning? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. It's <laughs> so. like, it'll go till midnight. It'll be <laughs> fine. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back after this announcement. Stay tuned. So would you recommend this book? What do you, what, okay, I know my personal feeling about this book, and I have a personal goal. I want to read all of Jane Austen's literature because mm. she she is my godmother of literature. I personally love romantic stories. Every time I, I see an adaptation of a Jane Austen, and believe me, I've seen them all. I've seen 90% of them. I've seen almost every adaptation. I have seen pretty much any adaptation of a Jane Austen novel. I've seen it. Mm -hmm. But I've only read now Pride and Prejudice, and I've only read Sense and Sensibility. Mm -hmm. So I have a personal goal wanting 
to read all of them. Mm-hmm. However. Yeah. What about now? <laughs> I feel less like I need to achieve this goal in any sort of like time capacity. Yeah. A month is not okay. Yeah. I, like, I think this to. would be one of those that it's like, oh, I could read a couple chapters here. I could read a couple chapters there. Yeah. But trying to force myself to read this in a month, I felt like I was halfway through the book for like most of the month. It was it was rough. I feel like I don't know that this is a book I'd say you have to read. Mm-hmm. I feel like our previous books were such classics. I think this is a classic book in the sense of the checks the boxes Mm -hmm. but i don't know that this is going to be a book that molds anyone no you know what i mean i'd say pride and prejudice would if you have to read a jane austen definitely read pride and prejudice because it's like classic classic and i think there's like jane Eyre. you know it's like you have to from that time why but why why would sense and sensibility not be considered just as much of a classic as pride and prejudice that's a good question but you're right this one i would just say from the both of them i think pride and prejudice is stronger and i think i think generally i don't know i think that is typically a accepted in the literary world mm. and the, I don't know I'm sure there's some well, discussion I think there it wasn't enjoyable to read it it just wasn't the leads just weren't strong enough I mm. think character wise I, I didn't the problem is especially reading it from this time period mm. where most people have purpose in like especially women have so much more control over their outcomes mm. reading older books it's just novel you know mm. it's fun i mean obviously we have different life problems i just think the way it's written it's hard for me to understand yeah i just don't i don't know why i just did not gravitate i would not if i had to pick one book for robbie to read that i knew he would hate it wouldn't be this one that he would hate well you know because he would having him to read jane austen if I had one shot, I would have to say Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I because, would make him read that one. You know what I mean? Because he might, like, if he didn't like that one, I mean, I kind of know he wouldn't read it. But mm-hmm. if he didn't, I'd be like, what? But this one, I'd be like, yeah, I don't really blame you here. You know what I mean? I just yeah. wouldn't waste my my uh, suggestion on this one. I don't know that I've enjoyed any of it. I think I was just so frustrated with characters again. And I don't know if it's also the time in my life now where I'm just frustrated. So I'm over it. I just don't get it. I... I did like certain characters, which I know we'll get into, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Willoughby and Edward mm. and Marianne and Eleanor. I just, they were just weird. Tough. Yeah. On that note. Character cocktail? Character cocktail. Okay. Let's, you get, go first. let's get out of this. No, I've gone first the last I know, but times. it's so fun. Ah! <laughs> okay. Well, here's the honest truth. If I'm going to make a cocktail that is Kate. Mm-hmm. Of this book, mm-hmm. let's be honest, Marianne is probably most of my cocktail. Mm-hmm. I am very dramatic in the same regard that Marianne passion. is. I have a lot mm-hmm. of passion. I, I kind of sometimes speak without really thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kate's like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm a little impulsive in that regard um, and very dramatic. Vivacious. Vivacious. Yeah. That is, a, is true. Sometimes I may say things and not really understand the consequences from them. And I don't think Mary does them maliciously. This. No, That's never maliciously. Yeah. She's very, kind very much person. in that. Yeah. She's just dramatic. Yeah, I can relate. Obviously, touches of Eleanor as well because I feel Eleanor has always been maternal. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, even though I'm not a mother, mm-hmm. I do kind of... You have a cat. I am very maternal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do tend to be the more motherly figure. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say motherly figure. I mean, but I, I think d- it's good to have a dash of Eleanor because she's I, got that... She's that polite etiquette thing. If I'm put in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. I will... 
I will act very sensible, mm-hmm. even though I am a dramatic person. I, I can be very reserved in large yeah. groups. But when you have like a situation, someone mm-hmm. ha- you have to step up or you know mm-hmm. where what you yeah. need to do yeah. to make things appropriate. Right. Right. In a in a public setting, I would always choose to be more proper than yeah. to be like Eleanor rather than like yeah. a Lucy Steele. Yeah, Where, I think your rather battles. than the, I think rather than the extreme flattery, I would probably yeah. be with the proper. Yeah. Let's see who else is in this novel. I mean, I want to say that I relate to Mrs. Jennings, but I don't. I just like yeah. her as a character. She's great. Yeah. Other than the fact that I would like to be very you hospitable. Know, you are hospitable. I think, but I I see what you're saying though, because Miss Jennings is very like she, she's, she's very like, out yeah. there, especially in the beginning yeah. of the book. She's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. She, yeah. She's a bit of a character herself, yeah. and I'm not that way. Yeah. I'm more Eleanor in that regard. Yeah. But I am But dramatic. Eleanor is hospitable. I mean, she doesn't host people, but she's in the sense that she understands, like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I'm a guest, so how are you? Like, yeah. she just knows basic politeness. Hey, we got to show up for this. Yeah. They made us breakfast. We got to go to the table. Yeah. We got to get to your eat. thing together. Yeah. yeah. You got to act up. You got to suck it up. You a lot of be people there. don't have that, yeah. and I don't get it. It's just... Mm. You don't again. You don't bite the hand that feeds you. You're yeah. literally saying somewhere yeah. you gotta. You gotta. You gotta just say hello. Take it. Yeah. <laughs> take it on the chin. All right. All right. I think that's my cocktail. I think I am a little Miss Jennings because, mm-hmm. and maybe not mm-hmm. even like I do really care for people. Mm-hmm. I do feel like when I feel responsible, I commit. I, I want to finish, mm-hmm. but I also feel like I just don't really care. I will say the things that yeah. everyone wants to say. Yeah. And sometimes you get a little burnt, but mm-hmm. that's just who it is. I think mm-hmm. I can understand the mission. You just got to own it. It's mm-hmm. fine. We're fine. <laughs> We're yeah. going to make it. Yeah. I would say also, I don't know if we can do this in this cocktail, but I, maybe we can. Kind of like a salt and pepper is like one thing. You mm-hmm. can't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. I really love the Palmers. I just love them from the moment they oh. came into the story. When he is just so like, whatever. So and she's just and so... so... Yeah. And I just equally feel both of them at the same time. I mm-hmm. feel like me and Robbie are very much... There's different facets of us that are like that. But even just me, I can relate to both of them so much. Because mm-hmm. I totally get Miss Palmer. Mm-hmm. La, 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 I can keep talking forever and ever. And then mm-hmm. there's still that other side of me that's like, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm yeah, going to okay. read that. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't read a magazine at someone else's house, though. I wouldn't do that. I would never pull my phone out at someone else's house if they were talking to me. Mm. I wouldn't do that. Mm. But I love how he's just like... Didn't care. I'm not... I'm not going to yeah. give you my intonation for this. Like, he was like, I can't even raise yeah. my intonation. So I really like them. And I love how they love each other, too, because... You can tell that she, they do love each other in She's their own never way. really upset about it. Because normally mm-hmm. in relationships like that, where you can mm-hmm. tell, like, a guy's, like, kind of oppressive, maybe, like, insulting. I yeah, don't know she, the word. But she doesn't... Yeah. She just doesn't skip a beat. She's mm-hmm. like, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. oh, he's just so cranky. Oh. She, like, doesn't even care. And he doesn't either because he could have gotten really mm-hmm. volatile in his own way. And he didn't. And he doesn't. And they do have a kid. And there was mention of him talking about the kid. Like, he's like, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. Like, he wasn't like, oh my gosh, my son. He yeah, was like, I think he looks like his. Oh, he was trait. He looks like every other baby. He has a bit of. That's what he says. In him. <laughs> he says he looks like every other baby. But you know what? To be fair, a lot of newborns do yeah. look like every other baby. They're squishy <laughs> and they're not super cute. But here's the thing about like men wouldn't, even back then, I mean, it's different now because like the men are in the delivery yeah. room and they're more a part of the whole birth. Back then, they wouldn't have been. Oh, they're not in that room. They're, they're not, not even in on that the floor. Room. They're, they're off hunting. I think they might be in the building. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think so, they see the baby after, yeah. and the wife gets cleaned up. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, nobody wants to nobody see that. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah. So I think it's just a different but I think experience. He, and also, they have nannies at that time. Yeah. I think they really only see their kids so many so much i mean i think it depends on like the an couple hour on a day yeah like an hour a day but i think yeah. it depends on the couple Bring but in i the think kids i'm ready to see him. i think he's interested which is more than i think a lot of maybe dads back then like mm-hmm. you know i don't think there's any need yeah but back then i think they were like eh. mm-hmm. but i don't think sir john's super interested in his kids you know sir john i do love sir john he's, he's good too. my third component to my cocktail I'd have to say a dash of Eleanor. I do yeah. think rationally. It's that rationality. It's like mm-hmm. knowing your duty. Mm-hmm. Sometimes somebody's got to be the one that picks it up. I grew up in a house full of chicks. And my mom and my sister, I love you both, but they're very passionate people. Oh, they're very much like <laughs> they're very passionate people. Marianne. And I was definitely the grump of the family. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes somebody's got to be the grump and somebody's got to be the passionate person. And mm-hmm. they help me with my stuff and I help them with their stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a balance. And I think sometimes when you have people on such spectrums like Marianne Mm -hmm. I don't think Eleanor was ever going to be anything like a Marianne Mm -hmm. even if she wanted to be because there already was something filled there yeah so she by force had she probably already was herself but Mm -hmm. she had to really it's just like how she had to cope with Edward there was no room for her to mourn outside of her shell there's just no room for it yeah she had to be the maternal figure yeah she had to be. Well, I mean, and it's not Especially even that. Especially since the mom wasn't there. It's like had the practical the person. Yeah. And nobody wants to be that person. It's like when they were moving and they were like, she was like, we can't afford that. Yeah. We don't need to have five servants. We yeah. just need two. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, nobody wants to be that person. Now it's funny because I think my husband shares more of that. Yeah. <laughs> no. A little more of the Amelia, we don't need that. We can't go out to eat tonight. It's too expensive. No, I think sometimes he wants to eat because we're just so tired by the end of the night. <laughs> Do you remember what your favorite moment was in, in the, the book? book? Uh, is there something that really stood out to you? And I'm trying to like, <laughs> here's the thing: rough. like, this book was not I'm so as blah. much fun like, it's for just me blah. It's because just it like, wasn't like 1984 where we were right. like, there's so much to talk about because we just didn't like it. Right. This one was like, okay. <sighs> it's so it weird. Disappointing. We, Kate and I so talked about for a month now. How this is so surprising to us because we knew that 1984 was going to be draggy. Like yeah. we knew it was going to take We knew forever. it was a downward spiral. And like we it knew just going kept going. In, this, this book one, is not going to get better. We thought we'll knock this out. It'll yeah. be fun times. Yeah. And it just wasn't. It just, it just really wasn't. Which, you um, know, that's okay. Out there, if you love Sense and Sensibility, tell us what we're missing. Yeah. What did we miss? <laughs> I guess overall, I still love the story because I still love the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I do love Everett Thompson. She is very nice. In summation, yes, this was the end of Sense and Sensibility, and we feel senseless. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this three-part series. Amelia and I know how hard this time is for all of us, and we hope we can bring you just a little bit of laughter and a lot of love. So stay home and stay safe, and thanks again for your support. Thank you for joining us for Sense and Sensibility. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest at Bottled Classics or reach out to us at our website at bottledclassics.com. Bottled Classics is produced by Big Fig Productions. Each episode is written and hosted by Kate Rodick and Amelia Ramirez. 
Our theme music was written and performed by Funk Cake. Our website and social media was designed by Clever Tiger. We'd like to especially thank Jason Chapman of Brickyard Recording Studio for his talent and support of our show. Our wine for this episode was provided by Brad Mayer of Precept Wine. Founded in 2003, Precept Wine is the largest privately owned wine company in the Northwest, with a unique portfolio representing American wine regions throughout Washington, Oregon, Idaho, and New Mexico. They offer the best quality to price wines of any producer in the country with the critical acclaim to match. And lastly, we couldn't do this podcast without the support of our loyal taste testers, Robbie Anderson and Alex Rodick. But remember, drink, drink and read responsibly. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Bottle Classics, a podcast that reads to be socially distant. I'm not toilet paper hoarding. I mean, it doesn't change. I feel like everyone's like, oh, now we're in quarantine. I'm like, listen, I've been in quarantine for two years, buddy.